This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen. Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa tabi'ina wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa ba'd. We always praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask him to accept the words of praise and at the same time we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of creation who was sent in order to remove us from the darkness to show us the straight path. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who are able to tread this path and we ask him to send blessings and salutations to the household of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well as all his companions, and may Allah bless every single one of us and our offspring. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Islam, beautiful Jumu'ah in this beautiful month of Ramadan, with beautiful weather out there in the city of Cape Town, we've just heard some beautiful recitation of the glorious book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent us. And we are sitting in such a beautiful masjid, Zinatul Islam, meaning the beauty of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautify our hearts and souls and may He make us from those really who can change their lives during this month. Today I'd like to concentrate on one aspect of Ramadan. And this aspect of Ramadan is connected to forgiveness. We all hear that it is the month of forgiveness, don't we? If I were to ask you, this is the month of forgiveness, so what do you understand from it? Do you know most of us will say we need to achieve the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I right? Yes, we would. So if I were to say this is the month of forgiveness, most of us would say it means we need to achieve the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But my brothers and sisters, there is another aspect to it. It is a month where you need to search in your heart and forgive others as well. This is something we really do not consider in this beautiful month of Ramadan. Or sometimes we find it hard. We have grudges in our hearts that have really added to the clutter that is unnecessary in the system of ours. And it has added rust onto the beautiful heart that we have. And this is why when we engage in dhikr, when we engage in the recitation of the Quran, when we fast, when we engage in taraweeh, sometimes the benefit of it is not as much as it should be because our hearts are stained with a lot of rust and we have so much which is clouding or coating the heart that really the benefit that we are supposed to be achieving from this month is not as it should be. This is why this is the month of your heart, my brothers and sisters. This is the month where you are supposed to be looking at your heart and asking yourself, how can I purify this heart? Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ We've heard that a lot of times. You know the entire verse? Let's read it, a beautiful verse. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O you who believe, O you who claim to follow Allah and His Rasul O you who are followers of the Qur'an, O you who believe in the life after death, we have prescribed upon you fasting, just like we prescribed upon those before you, some type of fasting. You know, the Jews have a different type of fasting, the Christians have a different type of fasting, but they all have fasting. 
And we have fasting from dawn to dusk in a specific way. And Allah says, the reason why we gave you that as a gift is in order that you may achieve the consciousness of Allah, the piety that you can develop yourself, you can cleanse your heart. All this is part of the term piety and taqwa. A person whose heart is dirty has no taqwa. Believe me. If one of the ways of developing taqwa is to clean your heart, my brothers and sisters. If my heart is dirty, can I say I'm a muttaqi? No, I cannot say that. So whilst we say we want to achieve the forgiveness of Allah, brothers and sisters, find it in your heart and in your system to forgive others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a month of reconciliation even within family members. We have too many grudges that are holding us down and life is too short. Believe me, when we go down into the grave, do you know that we will be in desperate need of the mercy of Allah? What is going to light up our graves? It's the nur of Iman. Subhanallah, may Allah grant it to us. What is going to make our graves a garden from, a, from the gardens of paradise? It is the Iman, it, the qualities we have and the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have. And this is why, do you know that when you forgive others, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves it so much that He looks at your quality and He says that this quality is a quality of mine. It's a quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If my worshipper can show that he has the quality of forgiveness, I have the quality of ultimate forgiveness that nobody can compare with. I forgive him completely, let him go to paradise. This is why one of the sahaba radiallahu anhum when Rasulullah instructed the others or told them that you see that man, he is from paradise. They were surprised. They said, this man here doesn't seem like he does a lot of deeds. Imagine if we were to point, may Allah grant us all paradise. But if one of us was pointed out and we were told that, you know what? This particular person is from paradise. And you look at him and he does seem like a mediocre Muslim. Subhanallah, may Allah grant us goodness. You would wonder, what is it that makes this man a heavenly person? That is how the Sahaba radiallahu anhum wondered. And they wanted to know. Why? Because they wanted paradise as well. If one man is a person who is going to have paradise, and we know about it, we would all want to have the same. Imagine if there is a businessman who's earned so much in such a short time, and he tells you it was so easy. You'd want to know, brother, how did you do it? And he says, I opened a soap factory. I think the whole of Cape Town would have soap factories, mashallah. Why? Because we know it was easy to make the money and this was the way he did it. So let's do the same. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, one of them actually pretended like he wanted to, you know, uh, spend the night and so on with this man. And one narration says he did so quietly. He just watched the man. And this man went home after Salatul Isha. He went off to bed. He got up for Fajr and he was back. So extra acts of worship? The answer is no. No extra deeds. He did his farad, he did what he had to, he perhaps engaged in a little bit this and that, but without anyone noticing, no one noticed, there was nothing majorly different. And what happened is, the following day he was asked a question, you know, Rasulullah said that, you are a person who is deserving of paradise, you are going to be in paradise, Allahu Akbar. So, we want to know from you, what are the deeds you've done? And after some time, he says that, you know, there is one thing that is for certain. Every night before I recline or as I'm reclining into my bed before I sleep, I look into my heart and I remove from it the ill feeling, the hatred, the jealousy or any negative feeling towards my brothers and sisters, towards fellow believers. Remove, then I sleep with a clean heart. Imagine, with a clean heart. Brothers and sisters, do you want paradise? 
in a quick way. Allahu Akbar, learn to just take things out. I know that some people might be sitting and saying, but they've oppressed me too long. This person has wronged me for too many years. This person has done this and that. My brothers and sisters, this is a month of Ramadan. Show that you are above that particular quality. Show that you are a person who is a true believer. You want the mercy of Allah. So show mercy to others. This is why the hadith says, لَا يَرْحَمِ اللَّهُ مَنْ لَا يَرْحَمِ النَّاسِ Allah does not show mercy upon he who does not show mercy on people. And this is why Allah says, إِنَّمَا هِيَ رَحْمَةٌ جَعَلَهَا اللَّهُ فِي عِبَادِهِ الرُّحَمَانِ When Rasulullah ﷺ cried at the death of his son, and he was asked about those tears, he said, this is mercy that Allah has placed in, his, in the hearts of those worshippers who are merciful as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that quality of mercy. So, in another narration, Rasulullah says beautifully, eloquently, Whoever is not going to show mercy shall not be shown mercy. Amazing. Look at the power of the word. Whoever is not going to show mercy shall not be shown mercy. Amazing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who show mercy and who are shown mercy. So in this world, we will have a few misunderstandings. We might have people who oppress, people who do this and that. To seek justice is one thing, for sure. Yes, you are allowed to seek justice. You don't let people trample all over you and usurp your rights and then say, didn't you hear the talk on Friday? Just forgive me. Allahu Akbar. There are people who might do that. They'll come to you and say, brother, you heard the talk. I owe you two million. You know what? Just forgive me. Two million? You owe it to me. We may take you to court for that. May Allah protect us. May He not make us from people who owe others money and who do not want to pay, yet we have. Matlul ghaniyyidulmun. A person who has the money and doesn't pay back is really an oppressive person. And at the same time, if a person who is wealthy, and for that reason we're just not giving them back their money because we think they don't need it, that is also oppression. Amazing words of Muhammad wasallam. So we need to strike the balance. Whilst we are taught to forgive people, we should not... We do not need to hold an excess grudge in our hearts against a person who perhaps has wronged us within a specific category of an issue. For example, let's say someone owes us money. So we, we should be following that up. They owe it to us. If, for example, we find it in our hearts to give them more time, or we find it in our hearts, maybe if it's an amount that might be negligible, we might want to forgive them. But... That should not make us develop a hatred for that individual. Understand what I'm saying. So someone has wronged you in one way. It does not mean you need to develop 20 other dirty categories of bad habits in order to combat this particular thing that they have wronged you with. Allah protect us. That is unfair. That is injustice. So if you have been wronged in one way, hold it at that. Yes, you may follow them up on that particular item, but don't let it dirty your heart. Don't let it mess your heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us cleanliness. You know when we say, iman, Cleanliness is half of faith. It is. It does not include just washing yourself up and coming to the masjid, mashallah, nice and neat, like Sheikh Murad is all the time, mashallah. We don't need to... That is just one part of it, mashallah. There is a reason why I say that, mashallah. So, it's just one part of it. But do you know the bigger part of it is to cleanse your heart, to cleanse your dealings, 
to cleanse your system, to cleanse the way you look at people. You know, people say this man has a dirty mind. So clean that. That is part of cleanliness. May Allah protect us. We need to understand the holistic meaning of the term cleanliness. With us, we just say cleanliness means you use your soap, make your wudu, make sure you have ghusl, and come to the masjid nice and clean and neat, and perhaps put a bit of itab, a bit of perfume, mashallah. That is just a small percentage or a small portion of the meaning of the term cleanliness. But when we are clean and upright, people will be happy to talk to us. Our words are clean. Our dealings are clean. Our social behavior is clean. Everything is beautiful, mashallah. People love us. Why? Because we are people really who have polished the inside more than the outside. Allahu Akbar. You know, in Zimbabwe, they discovered diamonds a few years ago. Sorry to bring it up again. <coughs> and what happened is, people did not know that the stones they are carrying in their hands are actually diamonds. So internally, they were so valuable but from the outside, all they needed was a little bit of polishing. Now with us, if that was the case, wallahi, we would be greater winners than people whom from outside they look like a diamond, but inside it's actually glass. Allahu Akbar. Imagine you go to someone and you say, I found this diamond. They look at it, they say, this is a fake. But it looks like a diamond, no. And then you take a stone and you say, I found a stone. And they look at it and they say, this is a diamond. Which is better? Allahu Akbar. I would prefer to be one who really is looked at perhaps maybe as a little stone, but from inside it's a diamond. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify us. So as we go back to the theme of today's talk, forgiveness, my brothers and sisters, you want to achieve the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A quick way of earning the mercy of Allah is to learn to forgive others. Don't hold little grudges. Allah will forgive you when He sees that you have a quality of forgiveness in your heart. Like I say, if someone has wronged you, to seek justice is something totally different from holding a grudge and from developing hatred and from having ill feeling and so on. Sometimes you might want to stay away from a person because the way they deal may not be that clean. You don't have to swear them, backbite about them. You don't have to engage in uh, you know, some bad behavior just because they might be people who do not engage in clean dealings. But what is of utmost importance is you learn a lesson. You may stay far away. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran beautifully, وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا The true believers are those whom when the ignorant, those with bad qualities and habits greet them, they just say, Salam. Salam means peace. So this, from this we learn that we just say Assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam And that's where our relationship stops. But beyond that, I don't have a hatred and so on. One of the reasons, now let's get to a reason that affects our physical health. When we hold a grudge, it's a burden. It's like holding a gas canister on your back. Believe me, every time you see them, every time you hear their name, it's such a grudge. You know, it's such a feeling, sorry, it's such a feeling that it breaks our back. We don't want anyone to talk about them. We don't want anyone to say their names. We don't want any sort of indication that this person exists. So if your son comes in and says the name of one of the, your enemies, you say, son, don't ever say that name again. Did you hear what I said? But the son was innocent. It's you who's holding this grudge. Explain to him to say, you know what? MashaAllah, tabarakallah, may Allah purify him, purify us and so on. May Allah grant us goodness it brings us. To another point, and that is make dua for those who've wronged you. Amazing. Ask Allah to soften their hearts. This is the month of acceptance of dua. 
We know that. When I have an issue, I would get up tahajjud early morning. I'm up very early in the morning. And we are making dua, Ya Allah, we have this issue, Ya Allah. Or we have the examination, or we have this court case, or we have sars on our back, whatever it is. Allah protect us. People are making dua. Wallahi, your relation with a fellow believer is more important than those duas you are making regarding your examinations and your sars and everything else. Wallahi, your relation with the fellow believers determines the power of the ummah. Remember this. Today the ummah is weeping. We've been talking about it for so many days in the evening. Today the ummah is weeping because small little items are cracking. Relations between blood brothers and sisters. Blood brothers and sisters. And what is it? Just because he married a woman whom we didn't agree with. So it's not your wife, it's his. He's the one who has to basically sleep with her. May Allah protect us. May Allah grant us goodness. It's a fact. Why are you so worried? Yes, you, you may want to distance yourself slightly if, for example, you have a valid and legitimate reason, but no hatred, no grudge. You know, people don't even greet. Allah says, when the ignorant is trying to talk to you, at least say salam. This is your brother. He's not just an ignorant person. This is your sister-in-law. This is your brother-in-law. This is who it is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. Wallahi, it's about time we cleansed our hearts as an ummah. Because that is when we will realize the value of one another with our differences. With our differences. Today, for example, you might be sitting on a table. It happens in some homes where the mother comes literally like a cook. And she says, right son, what do you want to eat? He says, I want pizza. So she writes it down. What do you want to eat? I need samosas. My samosas must be chicken. Okay. What about you? I want minced samosas, beef ones, you know. Okay. What do you want to eat? And each child is having something different. Wow. How spoiled. There are some people. In huwa illa tamru wal ma. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know what the hadith says? They were three months in a row. They only had water and dates. Water and dates. Now, if we are so spoiled, we have differences regarding food. In the wealthy homes, the parents or the cook is employed in order to cook whatever the child wants. All the different children and every single inhabitant of that home. Whatever they want, they are to cook. We have differences regarding what we eat. Must that make us hate one another? Hey, why did you order samosas? You know, we, when we went to the restaurant, why did you order fish? You should have ordered what I ordered. What's this? It's a big deal. Subhanallah. We are creating a big deal out of nothing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. This is exactly what we are doing when it comes to the affairs of the ummah. We have a small difference. For example, someone raises his hand. Someone does not raise his hand. Someone says, Amin aloud. Someone says, it's soft. Someone reads Witter 2 and 1. Someone reads Witter 3. Someone does this. Someone does that. Believe me. Understand that you are never, ever going to bring people onto one line. All these lines are acceptable. They have a hadith to prove them. They have, for example, sometimes verses of the Quran to prove them and so on. It is not possible for us to streamline every single person in every single thing they are going to do. Just like in your own home, you will never streamline even your own wife to think exactly like you and to operate in exactly the same manner as you. Yet you tell her, my darling, I love you. Allahu Akbar, mashallah. I hope you're telling the truth. <laughs> May Allah grant us goodness, really. But we have differences in the home. We are ready to say, my darling. When you, we really, there are big differences, major. Some people, they have such big differences that in their heart, they think, hey, you know what? I could have done better than this. But they're still saying, my darling. Allahu Akbar. 
So in this ummah of Muhammad ﷺ, we have much more in common, my brothers and sisters. So much more. The problem is the heart, the condition of the heart. Shaitan comes and overtake. He comes and, you know, makes us oblivious of the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. To love one another. Allah says, وَلَا تَنَازَعُوا فَتَفْشَلُوا وَتَذْهَبَ رِيحُكُمْ Powerful verses. Do not dispute with one another. Why? You shall become unsuccessful and you will lose all your might as an ummah. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. May He grant us ease and goodness. And may He open our doors. So, we need to bear in mind that in this month of forgiveness, yes, we want to earn the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us all ask Allah to forgive our sins. Sometimes when our own sins are bogging us down, we don't want to forgive others because in our hearts we have a lot that we have never sought forgiveness from. Never. Some people are hooked onto bad habits. They have a bad mouth. Some people sway every day and they've never thought of the fact that we actually have a habit of swearing. They haven't thought about it. They haven't considered it. This is why we as Muslimin are taught to meditate over our own condition. Think about your own condition. Sit and ponder. What is my condition today? What do I do? What are my bad habits? Be happy when people highlight to you, brother, don't sway. The other day, there were two people driving and one happened to cut the other one and I happened to witness them stop at the traffic light. You know, cut them up, meaning come in front of them. And the one was looking like a decent person. He must have been in a rush and that's why he cut up the other one. And this other brother happened to swear him like we've never heard swear words before, not even in the movies. May Allah protect us. Bad, so bad. And this brother just looked at him and said, Brother, I'm so sorry, but don't swear me. Imagine, so beautifully put. Brother, I'm so sorry, but don't swear me. Something struck and he said, I'm so sorry, forgive me. I shouldn't have sworn you. Can we not be from amongst those whom when we've done something wrong, someone reminds us and we remember immediately, some of us, they, we would say, you deserve it and I'm going to swear you even more and take out a big dictionary of swear words and recite all the words. Yes, that's the attitude we have even in the month of Ramadan. This is the type of attitude, my brothers and sisters, that we've developed. And this is why we're not move, moving forward as an ummah. In fact, if you look very carefully, we're actually going backwards. May Allah safeguard us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Brothers and sisters, if you do not feel the love for one another as a Muslim in your heart, with your differences, there is something wrong with your iman. There is something wrong with your heart. Because remember, if you do not feel the, the bond of the shahada between yourselves or your, with, amongst ourselves, then there is something wrong with us. Definitely. Allah is telling us this bond you have, you are going to enter paradise through the intercession of Muhammad And you think, no, you know what? He doesn't deserve it, only I deserve it. That one doesn't deserve it, only I deserve it. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and may He open our doors. One of the narrations, Rasulullah makes it very clear when he says, as he was ascending the pulpit or the mimba, and he said, Ameen. And then he said, Ameen. And then he says, Ameen, thrice. And what happened? Sahaba radiallahu anhum asked him, Oh Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we heard you saying, Ameen, surely there must have been a reason. And he says, Jibreel alayhi salam made a dua. And there were three segments to that dua. And I said, Ameen to all of them. One of them is, What a great loss. That's just wording it simply. Wailun. Wailun is actually destruction. You know, a cry. What a loss, what a regret. 
For he who has witnessed the month of Ramadan and has not achieved forgiveness. Imagine, we, we are in the month of Ramadan. Right now we are sitting in such a blessed place. Such a blessed moment. Like we've said in the past. It is a blessed moment, in a blessed moment, in a blessed season. And that's given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have Ramadan, we have a Friday. On top of that, we have this particular time of the day. On top of that, the house of Allah. We are all sitting in jama'ah. Ya Allah, forgive our sins. Soften our hearts. Let us love one another. My brothers and sisters, like I say, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees a quality in us that we have, remember His quality is higher than us, He will definitely grant us even better. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. So here we are, beautiful month of Ramadan. I hope we are ready not only to earn the forgiveness of Allah, to ponder over our bad habits, to quit even the sins that we are engaging in private. Some people, brilliant people, but they have a weakness. What's the weakness? They cannot quit adultery. Well, this is the month of Ramadan. If you quit something for the sake of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep away hellfire when it was meant to be burning such a person. May Allah keep it away from us. You stay away for the sake of Allah, Allah says we keep something else away from you, which is harmful. Some people, brilliant people, but they cannot quit the bottle. We're not talking of coke here, we're talking of something else. May Allah protect us. Some people cannot quit that bottle. My brother, we love you, but we don't love that habit of yours. We dislike it. And it's between you and Allah, yes. But we as an ummah, we need you. So come on board, quit that habit and you will find the power that you have, the spirituality that you have. The ummah will benefit from it. What is bogging you down is this one bad habit. Amazing. Sometimes people are brilliant. They read their salah, but they hooked on to pornography. Allahu Akbar. May Allah protect us. Cut the habit. And one of the ways of cutting that habit, because it is becoming something that is so accessible to the youngsters and to the masses, one of the ways that the ulama have taught us is increase your good deeds so automatically your bad deeds decrease. Amazing. I've got so much time in the day. People are saying, I've got a habit. I'm hooked on to pornography. What should I do? The answer is increase your good deeds so you don't have the time to go into those bad things. And when you increase your good deeds, your iman is strengthened, you will feel guilty. And if you fall in it, immediately repent to Allah and promise Him again that you are not going to go back. And increase your good deeds once more. Subhanallah. Increase your social activity with those people who are good and pure. And you will find that it will rectify your habit. Then when you ask Allah's forgiveness, and Allah knows that you are trying your best, believe me that forgiveness comes immediately. One is a person who's asking Allah's forgiveness and he's not bothered to look at his bad ways or to quit. He's playing a fool with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah tells us one of the conditions of tawbah and repentance is to quit your habit. Imagine a person is stealing from you every single day and one day they are caught and they come and say, I'm very sorry. Same evening they're stealing again. Allahu Akbar, may Allah protect us. They need to have felt that remorse. They need to have felt that they are doing something wrong. And they need to tell you, I'll never do it again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. So when we search our systems for the bad habits that we have, and each one of us has perhaps different bad habits, different, there is none from amongst us who is perfect. Not one. Nobody can say, I'm perfect. Perfect, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have that example and we follow. And mashallah, yes, we do have people who might get close to perfection. But never ever would we have someone who would 
be able to say from amongst us that I am perfect, I've never sinned, I've never done anything wrong? No. Sometimes even the sincerity in salah is not there. Do you know why sincerity in salah is not there? One of the reasons is we have not asked Allah's forgiveness. We have not left our bad ways. So when we say Allahu Akbar, we're busy thinking about wrong things. Weird ideas come in our minds. Why? Because we are entertaining them. Perhaps we are engaged to a certain degree in some of those items. So they come to bog us down. And this is why we become distant from Allah. Because we are fulfilling salah, but we are not benefiting from it. Because really the condition of our heart is not good enough. May Allah accept us. Remember when you engage in salah, there are two things. A lot of people don't speak about this. One is to fulfill your farad. That may be done. But two is... The spiritual benefit you are meant to be achieving from salah, it is something totally different. The two are absolutely different. People go for hajj, the farad is done, but the hajj, the spirituality meant to be achieved from it, is really not there. The man came back and he's a bigger crook. Astaghfirullah. So the farad is one thing. That we are all fulfilling, mashallah. But ask yourself, am I achieving the deeper spirituality and the benefit, physical as well as spiritual, that I am supposed to, from my jumu'ah, from my salah, from my zakah, from my hajj, from all my good deeds, if I am, then inshallah I'm heading in the right direction. And if I'm not, then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cleanse my heart and make me from amongst those, really, who can become conscious of the bad habits that bog me down, that hold me down to the ground and do not allow me to go up and to, to develop as a Muslim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness. So as I end for this afternoon's talk, I wish to repeat what I'm saying. Brothers and sisters, today, let's not delay, today, let us learn to forgive. Forgive those who have wronged us. Yes, it might be difficult for some. It might take a little bit of a while for others. But begin to release from your heart. You will feel such a good person. Your health will improve. Your depression will go. You will not rely on tablets anymore. So many things because you are a happy person. You look at others, some you stay away from them. But there is no hatred. And others, you love them because really they are good people. But there is no third category. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who love one another. May He make us from those who can release, who can search, write down, no matter what they've done. Believe me, there is room in your heart to say, Ya Allah, I don't hold it against them. Ya Allah, forgive them and forgive me too. May Allah's mercy be showered upon us in this beautiful month of Ramadan. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala Muhammad.